Welcome to Hall Talk. Life is filled with unexpected moments. Thank you for joining Jared Hall, a specialist in being a generalist, as he shares biblical insights and leadership lessons while curating stories. And now your host, Jared Hall. Welcome to Hall Talk. I'm your host, Jared Hall. Thank you so much for joining us on episode one. The goal of this podcast is to have different conversations on a variety of topics. And we're hoping to put out one episode a week. And on the first week of every month, we're going to take a look at the topic of Messianic prophecy for the foreseeable future. Now, before we get started with today's devotion, I have to say that I am forever indebted to Dr. Michael Rydelnik. He is the head of the Jewish Studies program at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, Illinois. He's also the host of Open Line, which is a call-in radio show where people can ask questions related to the Bible. And he's also the general editor of the Moody Bible Commentary. Michael was a professor of mine and has become a good friend uh, since I was in college. I would highly, highly encourage anyone who is interested in the topic of Messianic prophecy to get a copy of his book, The Messianic Hope, or go online and watch my search for Messiah. It is a fascinating look at the story of how Michael grew up and how he eventually came to faith in Jesus as the Messiah. And throughout the story, he explains various messianic prophecies that were influential in his decision to come to faith, some of which those very same passages will unpack in the coming weeks. And so for this first week, we're going to get started, and we're going to take a look at the question of why messianic prophecy matters. Most likely, you've heard a Bible teacher or a preacher say something to the effect of that there are over 300 messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. Now, it's a true statement, but it's also possibly true that if you were to go back to the Old Testament, it would be hard for you to find these passages that are Messianic prophecies. Perhaps even if you were doing like a Bible reading program and you were going through the Bible, perhaps you'd read right over these Messianic prophecies, not even realizing that they relate directly to Jesus, the Messiah. And that's okay because... For a long time, there were a lot of passages that I didn't understand how they related to Jesus. I wasn't able to find really any Messianic prophecies. So even though I knew it was true that there were 300 Messianic prophecies in the Old Testament, I wasn't able to find them. I wasn't able to look them up. I certainly wasn't able to sit down and show somebody else how the New Testament and what Jesus was doing there was a fulfillment of something prophesied long ago in the Old Testament. And that's what we're ultimately going to be talking about on these first weeks of the month. But before we go into the Old Testament, I want to back up a step and ask this broader question of why does Messianic prophecy matter? And I see three core reasons as to why this topic is worth our discussion. So here's the first one. I see that Messianic prophecy helps us coordinate the scriptures. 
You see, the best way, in my opinion, of understanding how the Bible fits together is that the Old Testament is really looking forward to Jesus the Messiah. The Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, are explaining the life of Jesus the Messiah and how he fulfilled the Old Testament and how he is the culmination of the anticipation of the Hebrew people. The book of Acts shows how a messianic movement spread into a worldwide faith. And then the letters of the New Testament really explain how to live out this faith. And then finally the book of Revelation looks forward towards how the story culminates and how the story ultimately segues into a whole different experience of life in the world. And so what happens is, is that because we understand that there are messianic prophecies in the Old Testament, it begins to help us see how the whole Bible fits together. I want to share with you a quote uh, from the late, great John Salheimer. He says this, the messianic thrust of the Old Testament was the whole reason the books of the Hebrew Bible were written. In other words, the Hebrew Bible was not written as the national literature of Israel. It probably also was not written to the nation of Israel as such. It was rather written, in my opinion, as the expression of a deep-seated messianic hope of a small group of faithful prophets and their followers. End quote. That's John Salheimer, uh, who wrote the book The Pentateuch as Narrative and many other books. So not only does Messianic prophecy help us coordinate the scriptures, but it also gives confidence for believers. You see, as we see the fulfillment of Messianic prophecy and how it relates and how it fits together, it will allow believers to have greater confidence in the Bible, in the scriptures. And Canagraph says this, If it can be shown that the Bible really is the word of God, then a host of other objections can be answered by simply referring to Scripture itself. Having demonstrated the trustworthiness of God's Word, you can then proceed to share its central message, redemption in Jesus the Messiah. Remember, our goal is not to demonstrate that we are intellectually superior, but rather to use our answers as springboards or opportunities for communicating the Gospel. And for so many of us, we will espouse that we see the Bible as the very word of God, inspired by God, but when we're confronted with somebody who disagrees with us, it's hard for us to explain why we have it. And so we kind of go back to simply faith, which doesn't really move the conversation forward with somebody who disagrees with us. But when we can begin to show the historicity of the Bible, of the reliability of the manuscripts, and that they're uniquely connected despite the fact that they're written over 1,600 years, they were written on three continents, there was over 39 authors contributing to this, and yet they fit together, and things that were prophesied hundreds of years earlier come to fulfillment, that helps move the conversation forward. And so as we look at Messianic prophecy and as we're actually able to explain these things, then we can help move the conversations forward with people who disagree. And it may even help you be more willing to have those conversations even as you increase in your confidence 
as believers in the word of God. And so it coordinates the scriptures. It gives us confidence as believers. And then uh, lastly, it confirms Jesus as the Messiah. Here's the thing. Without the Old Testament, it would be impossible to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. I want to share with you a quote from the Apostle Paul when he was writing to the church in Corinth. This is from 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 and 4. He says this, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. You see, Paul's desire is to remind the church of Corinth of the gospel, what the good news is. And he establishes an important point through repetition, which is this, that our understanding of Jesus being crucified and Jesus raising from the grave had to happen in accordance with the scriptures i.e. the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible. For Paul, it is fundamental to his explanation of the gospel that these things happened in accordance with what was prophesied in the Hebrew Bible. And even Jesus uh, seems to demonstrate this. So let's go ahead and and show a couple more passages here. We'll go back uh, to the gospel of Luke in chapter 24. Uh, This is a um, post-resurrection interaction. And this is what Jesus shares. He says, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. So as Jesus is speaking with his disciples after already being resurrected, he's trying to help them reconcile their expectations with their experience. As followers of Jesus as Jewish people living in Israel in the first century, they had concepts and notions of what the Messiah had to do. And not all of those concepts meshed with what Jesus said and did. And so Jesus is helping them correctly interpret the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. That's what he says when he says the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. All of the writings here. And so he's saying, I want to help you understand that I fulfilled everything written about me. It's about Jesus. That's what he's saying. Let's look at one more passage. John 1, verses 41 and 45. It says this, He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah. So generally there's two ways to go about finding something. One, we accidentally come across it. Or two, we go out and search for it. So in the first scenario, we won't actually know we found it if we don't know what it is. But in the second scenario, we have to know what we're looking for in order to identify it, which begs the question, how do they know they found the Messiah? Well, it answers the question in verse 45. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And so we see that for in the first century context, Jewish people... Uh, The Israelites were reading the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and in their reading of it, they saw a messianic figure and they were anticipating it. And the picture was so clear that when they saw Jesus, they could identify him as this person that's being written about. And so they're actively searching. And so here we have to understand that there's no way to understand Jesus's identity as the Messiah apart from the Old Testament, thus making it so important for us to actually understand 
what the Old Testament has to say about who the Messiah would be. It's going to help us grow in our faith. It's going to help us coordinate the scriptures. It is the affirmation. So that's where we want to begin, having an overview of why this matters for believers, understanding Messianic prophecy. And so join me uh, the first week of every month as we continue this journey. Uh, Next week, we'll look at one more example from the New Testament, and then we'll dive in to the rest of the Old Testament. Thank you so much for joining us on this first episode of Hall Talk. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And I'm going to actually be answering Bible questions on the second week of the month. And so if you have anything that you've come across as you're reading the Bible that you'd like some insight on too, we'll give that our best shot. And again, this is your host, Jared with a G. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Hall Talk. Share your voice by leaving a comment or asking a question. Join the team by hitting like, subscribing, and sharing with others. As always, join us next time for more insights and conversations on Hall Talk.